0: Don't get sucked into some glitzy pitch and then find yourself in a state where international folks aren't welcomed, where if a girl or woman has a health care matter that they can't get the right level of attention and professionalism, where guns are proliferated, where voting rights are restricted, where if you're gay or lesbian or trans, where your rights are not protected, where people don't care about climate change. Sadly, as an American, I say there are many states right now where all of what I've just said is true. So that's one important point. Be careful which American state you choose to plant your flag. This is Startup Island Taiwan. Everything about Taiwan and cutting-edge technology, startup unicorns, and connections to the world.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Starlight Island Taiwan podcast. I'm the co-host Kochi from Business Next Media.
2: And I'm the co-host Wendy from B-Next Media.
1: This is a special episode as we have honorable guests from New Jersey to join. Wendy, do you know that Taiwan and New Jersey established a sister state relationship in 1989?
2: Yes. And that's almost 35 years since yes. we have bonding with each other for so long. There must be a lot of business connection and opportunities to share today.
1: The first honorable guest today is New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. welcome. Nice to be with you guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Governor Murphy. could you first introduce a bit about yourself and your background to our audience? Yeah, first of all, it's great to be back in Taiwan. I used to come here a lot, but not for many years. I'm the first sitting New Jersey governor to ever visit Taiwan, so I'm thrilled and honored by that. I grew up in Boston. Uh, I went to Harvard College, Wharton MBA. Worked on Wall Street for 20 years, including living in Asia. I was then our U.S. ambassador to Germany. And I've been the New Jersey governor now for six years. How do you like Taiwan? I love it. I love it. As I, say, I, I used to come here all the time. I have many friends here. And New Jersey and Taiwan have a lot of similarities. And I'll tell you, we're opening an office in Taipei. New Jersey is because we feel so strongly about our relationship with Taiwan.
2: And we also invited Cassie Nuss, Vice President of Strategy Partnership of New Jersey Innovation Institute. Could you introduce yourself to us and also tell us a bit about what New Jersey Innovation Institute is doing?
3: So I'm Dr. Kathy Naz. I'm part of the New Jersey Innovation Institute. I run Strategic Partnerships and Entrepreneurship. So that handles the startup community in New Jersey. And we're part of New Jersey Institute of Technology. So it's a research level one university, polytechnic, STEM focused in the state of New Jersey.
0: Kathy's a rock star. (laughs) And we have a lot of rock stars in New Jersey, and she's one of them.
3: Thank event. you, Governor.
2: Is it the first time you come to Taiwan? What's the first impression?
3: It is the first time I'm here. My first impression is that the city's vibrant. So I'm a New Yorker by birth, but residing in New Jersey for over 20 years. And um, it's a very vibrant community. And I have to say, I really want to commend you on your English language skills. I do speak three other languages. I know how hard that is. And I truly want to commend you. I'm very impressed with the English language skills. It makes it easy to do business to get. Together.
2: Thank you so much.
1: So, next is our representative from Taiwan Star community, founder and CEO of cancer free biotech, Po Chen. I had a business trip with Po Chen last month in Silicon Valley, and during the trip, he kept telling me how awesome New Jersey is and East Coast is. Po is also a New Jersey resident, so when I hear Governor Murphy is coming to our show, I knew Po should be the best candidate to come. Welcome, Po.
4: I, uh, I'm very glad and an honored to be here. I'm a New Jersey resident and uh, live there for more than 13 years. So I actually bring my state ID with me today. Thank well, you. <laughs> I just renewed <made laughs> la- last
1: year. <laughs> oh,
4: good. How was the experience? Oh, this is fantastic. I was expecting a much more longer process. Yeah. but. It's so easy. Oh, yeah. God. I'm so happy to I hear that. i was so happy it's that's being changing, recorded. Yeah, we changed it a lot. I did it before, one time before, but it was difficult. But this time, it feels so easy. That's because there's a new governor. Yeah. <laughs> so then it is, yes. I'm the CEO and founder for the Cancer Free Biotech. So what we do is we aim to transfer the precision cancer treatment. When patient being treated with cancer today, the doctor will prescribe the treatment is one size fits all solution. So what we do is we have a platform that can clone the cancer cell from the patient, and then we can testing multiple treatment impact outside the patient's body. So patients don't no need to try, uh, suffer from the precision medicine to the functional precision medicine.
1: Can okay, you also share us what's your favorite about living in New Jersey?
4: I think the community is certainly strong. Uh, I'm not only live there, I actually got married and also have raised my child there and moved back to Taiwan just before the COVID. So my child went to school there. The community is nice. Also, the environment is good. New Jersey is a single state, but it is also have a very close relationship with the neighbor state. Like I live in Jersey, but I work in Manhattan and it's a very easy coming. So I would say entire environment is a very strong community and relation.
2: Yeah, thank you all for joining us today.
1: Let's dive right into our discussion. Governor Murphy, could tell us why New Jersey is such an attractive place for business, particularly in the tech sector, and why so many companies choose New Jersey as a launchpad to enter the U.S. market?
0: Yeah, I think there are several words that folks who are watching this should associate with New Jersey. Talent, location, values. Those are my top three. So talent, we are proud to have the number one public education system in America, among the very best institutions of higher education, including NJIT with us today. A particular expertise in STEM technical fields. Remember the legacy of Bell Labs and so many other pharmaceuticals, bio, life science, tech, telecom uh, entities reside in New Jersey. Location, second to none northeast corridor 20 percent of the american economy either emanates from new jersey or passes through it so we'd trade our location uh, with no one and then thirdly values we stand on the right side of things like women's health gun safety open and fair elections uh, the environment on and on and on when you combine all that together and then when we push a little bit with government support on incentives particularly incentives directed at the startup community. When you add all of that up together, that explains why New Jersey is a hotbed for tech talent, tech and bio startups.
2: Cassie, could you also give us an overview of the state technology ecosystem? What sectors or what categories of businesses are prominent in the state?
3: Absolutely, so, you know, tech ecosystems all need founders and funders. You know, they are present in many states, but what makes New Jersey different is that innovation support system. You're an entrepreneur, you need money, you need talent, you need space, and you need support. And we talk a little bit here today about the programs that we have for that. So money, we have support from at the state level. If you want to invest in companies, There's, you know, angel tax credits. We also have matching funds from something called Evergreen. But you don't have to worry about the names of the programs. Just know that there's money flowing in the space. So on our campus, we have VentureLink and state programs help to subsidize the rent. So companies can come and be on a campus and have rent subsidized. Talent. We already mentioned the, uh, you know, the research university I work at. But I have to say that I'm here with three other great universities on this mission, and that we are the number one state for the highest concentration. I don't know if you know this of scientists and engineers. So when you think about talent, it's right there. For you and support one other program. We have something called the New Jersey Innovation Fellows, and we actually work with startup companies. My university and also Rowan University, we're going to be training these new entrepreneurs at the state level because, you know, you need support as an entrepreneur. It can feel a little lonely, right? So to have that peer group. But you asked me about sectors too, the second part of the question. So sectors, biotech, biopharma, for sure. Um, we see a lot of fintech happening also. And then when you look at the next piece where AI is going to go into, a lot around transportation, distribution, and logistics, and we have the busiest port on the East Coast. So those are the things that are bubbling up. Myself, I have a team that runs an AI-enabled biopharma accelerator we just graduated 12 companies, right? So we have a cohort of 12, and we have the next 12 coming forward. So really, really exciting stuff. I'm glad I got to know you today because <laughs> we're gonna have some connections here.
1: Governor Murphy and uh, Cassie just mentioned lots of advantages of doing business in New Jersey. Hope, could you also share us, how do you get into the US market and what unique opportunities or challenges do you encounter before?
4: I want to echo the government movement uh, the Casey mentioned. Workforce development is certainly a very important key factor. Every place you run is run by a human. Also, AI play a lot of role right now today. But when you write by a human being, the shortage of the talent is certainly the key. And also, cost of the hiring the talent is a skyrocket high, especially in the US. With the government support, it will certainly help us to move forward. And I think the East Coast has a beautiful opportunity. One of being mentioned that a lot of Taiwan staff think about, or oh, go to U.S. market, or usually I- users think about Boston, or even the Silicon Valley. But I think that there's a lot of potential from the East Coast side, especially on the state governments, starting raising awareness, and that's a very important support what we need it.
1: I'm also, sure about your journey. How do you get into the U.S. market?
4: For me, choosing the New Jersey or is no brainer because I live there. But uh, that's the important thing. It's not just only look like. I need to make it justify to my team and my shareholder, right? So what I told them is that where we are is in the center location, in the middle of in the Philadelphia and also the Boston and the Maryland. No matter where you go, it's almost equal the distance, and you don't have to worry about being close to one or another. So that's one of the things I, I decided to go and to convince myself that that's the right place to go.
2: So, Governor Murphy, you just mentioned that there are so many elements that New Jersey have, and New Jersey is certainly making significant strides in clean energy and like offshore wind technologies. Could you share more about the state's focus on business development, and most importantly, what New Jersey offers to the foreign startups that come to the state?
0: Yeah, so several things. By many measures, we're the most diverse American state, and we're also the most international. You can measure that in any number of ways. My favorites is the percentage of our kids who take a foreign language, and uh, New Jersey's number one by far. So diversity, internationalism. So if you've got workers, if you've got founders, uh, if you've got a family member, New Jersey's a welcoming state. So I just think quality of life, what we think of as the soft stuff, New Jersey's second to none. As Poe said, you also have to make this work for your shareholders. So you've got to have an infrastructure that's built in. You need the talent, as we discussed. And New Jersey, Tim Sullivan is with us in the audience, CEO of the Economic Development Authority. We have as aggressive a set of incentive programs as any state in America. In fact, we're sitting right now on $14.3 billion dollars of incentives in one form or another, ready to be deployed. No state in America could say that. So you need talent. Kathy said you need capital. You need location, as Poe said. I've said you need values, particularly values that make the state inclusive and welcoming for international workers and founders. Um, New Jersey checks all of those boxes unlike any other state in America.
2: What foreign language do Kid picks up?
0: Mandarin is absolutely spoken. I'd say Spanish is probably the principal second uh, language, but Mandarin, uh, our family speaks German because I was the U.S. ambassador to Germany. But you've got a whole range of, I think we have 160 or 180 nationalities in New Jersey. Tim, does that sound right? We're unlike any other place. Invariably, when you're sitting with a community, and Kathy knows this, say you're with the Colombian community or the Peruvian or the Indian uh, or the Taiwanese community, we are invariably in the top handful of American states. So Taiwanese, for example, we're number four in the country in terms of the size of the community. If you look at our international students, disproportionately Taiwanese. So uh lots of languages are spoken. There's diversity all around us. There's a welcoming, inclusive, supportive global feel in New Jersey.
2: Kathy, you have already seen a range of programs. You just mentioned support for small businesses, community development and more. Could you highlight some examples of successful foreign startups that have thrived in the States and how the government initiative have contributed to their success?
3: Absolutely. So thinking about this with foreign um, startups, there's a lot of different pathways to that, right? So one that I thought was good to share today is that we have students that come from Taiwan to NJIT, for example. You know, one success story we know is someone actually went to Taipei Tech for undergrad and then did their master's at NJIT. And while they were there, they kind of got this entrepreneurial spirit, right, William Ye, and he launched a company, CSI. So then it was like, so he comes from Taiwan, gets educated in New Jersey, launches in New Jersey, and brings it back to Taiwan. So now it's a, you know in both places. And I think that's a really great success story. And people have to think about it, these students coming into our country, right, that become entrepreneurs. Um, another one is soft landings. I don't know if you know the term soft landing. So you could already be set up here. I'm praying for a
0: soft landing <laughs> in the global economy. <laughs> cool.
3: So, you know, that's a common land. And we have um, signed some MOUs on this very mission with other accelerators to inspire those companies to come to New Jersey. And we're going to welcome them at VentureLink. So we'll help them with some um, support on that. And then the third one is, you know, just ideas born at the New Jersey Innovation Institute. So we had a Company biocentric. We turn ideas into workable solutions. We create this company, and it was actually purchased by a South Korean company called Green Cross. So that is the other way to do it. So there's a lot of examples. And all those programs we talked about already, there's, you know, various levers that you can use. But I would I would say here on the stage that there's a solution for each of those scenarios supported by the government.
0: Well
1: said. After hearing Governor Morpheus and Casey Sharing, I think more and more Taiwanese stars will want to go to the New Jersey to do the business. And Paul, being someone who has experience both in the US and Taiwanese business landscapes, what advice would you offer to fellow entrepreneurs who are considering expand their startup into the U.S. market?
4: Then like Keqi says, I have a different pathway because my technology was originally developed in the Taipei Medical University, and I feel it's inspired and need to be bring to the more people to know. That's why I moved back to Taiwan in 2019 and started this journey as a startup founder. But after the COVID, I feel like I need to let more people know. Certainly, the U.S. is a big market we need to go into. That's why we choose New Jersey to go in there. The challenge what we're going to see is that how to get people aware about this new technology and also to cooperate with the institutions such as hospital and biotech. And New Jersey has a very, not only this location, has a lot of the pharmaceutical companies there. And that's why we say, okay, let me sit there and see if you can build a relationship with uh, uh, University Hospital and uh, pharmaceutical company.
0: And Paul, if I may interject, Given what Poe's business model is, New Jersey is literally the ideal place to be. Given that you're surrounded by bio, life science, pharmaceutical, healthcare systems, systems everywhere, right?
4: Yeah, I certainly agree. And then I'm very surprised that not a lot of Taiwanese people know about that. So I'm very happy you guys are here because actually in years I was talking to the Taiwan startup ecosystem, this is the right place to go. Uh, last year I'm in very honored have this opportunity join the Israel Accelerator in New York. But that's the very first step. During that time, I meet people in New Jersey, but I think there is more New Jersey can over. That's why I'm very happy you guys are here and we can talk to government more about this.
1: It's part of the reason why we're here. Spread the word, right? Now we know that New Jersey is good for the biotech startups like cancer-free. Governor Murphy, during your visit to Taiwan, do you identify any specific areas where Taiwanese startups might find a great
0: chance to expand into or collaborate with New Jersey? I think it's basically all the areas that we're talking about. And Kathy mentioned Taipei Tech. We've deliberately spent a significant amount of time on this trip with institutions of higher education research universities. And we've been in Japan, Korea, Taiwan, and the theme has been similar across that board. So Taipei Tech yesterday, Memorandum of Understanding, both of NJIT and Rutgers University, uh, National Tsinghua University today. Uh, another memorandum of understanding with NJIT. So I say that because while we're obviously obsessed with sectors and attracting talent and finding common ground with Taiwan, I want to make sure folks who are watching this realize that that includes higher education. So one sort of growing, Po alluded to this, my guess is generative AI uh, over the next three to five years will be a dominant industry sector for us in New Jersey. Hard for me to see not being the case given everything we've talked about. Talent, technical talent, advanced degree talent, uh, international reach, the legacy and history. When you combine all that together, I'll be very surprised if that's not a one of our go-to sectors.
1: Talking about generative AI, we know that West Coast is very crazy about this kind of technology. And several weeks ago, we just had the co-founder of OpenAI, saying Ottoman to come to Taiwan. But for Taiwan startups, when thinking about going into the U.S. market, usually everyone just think of going to the Silicon Valley first. Now, New Jersey seems like a good choice. And I just want to ask Casey that what unique advantages or opportunities might they find there compared to the West Coast?
3: I saw you, saw my profile, right? So (laughs) you're pulling on the Stanford thread there, right? (laughs) So, you know, I was out at Stanford, I always thought uh, I was gonna come back there. And I think it's a testament to New Jersey that I've stayed in New Jersey for 20 years because that energy of Silicon Valley is a little bit contagious, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, like the West Coast, East Coast question, You know, definitely, there's tons of funding floating in California. We all know this. I mean, the facts are on the table there. But I will say, when there's a lot of funding, there's a lot of applicants, right? So there's a lot of noise in that system. You know, you come to a smaller size pond and you're that and it's a really comprehensive, solid pond you want to swim in. I hope the analogy works. I ask that there is a similar Chinese analogy. So you come to a smaller pond and if you're that big fish and you have the support of universities and the government and corporations coming together to boost this up, right, um, I think you get a lot of attention in New Jersey. But I want to make it very clear there's more than just the money coming in. You have to think about the cost of starting a business, right? Compare rent, compare labor costs in the two states. So people always think about the money flowing inside, but it's less expensive, Comparatively to launch in New Jersey. But even more important than that sector, we already talked about. If you want diverse talent, that's something that New Jersey can add. And, you know, I chose to stay here in New Jersey, not Silicon Valley, to raise a family, to launch businesses. And it's those values that really wrap it all together.
1: Paul, you also been in Silicon Valley several times. Can you share us what's your observation about the difference between maybe East Coast and West Coast?
4: Well, certainly I, I don't like the traffic layer. I'm not enjoying it.
3: <laughs> that's, that's even more practical. Yeah, the traffic in Ca- you, Silicon Valley is horrible.
4: Yeah. yeah. So in New Jersey, there's certainly less traffic. And now you can, in a reasonable distance of time, be able to meet the people doing the business face to face. That's a very important key point and how to best utilize the capital, right? The similar quality of a talent pool in Silicon Valley, you have to spend X amount of money, but in New Jersey, you can hire two people. And that's the best use of a capital. Right? So I think that's a very good use case.
2: I want to ask a follow up question to Paul. Like as a foreign entrepreneur who has successfully ventured into the tech scene on the East Coast of the United States, could you share your personal experience and insight about adapting to the business culture in the united states and what's your like overall cultural experience there
4: i think compared to what taiwan was come back to the asian culture which is more like central authority control the u.s environment is much more diversity and inclusion i would say you have to share your decision making process with not just your team as well so i try to build a similar culture inside my q and company because one day the people need to grow up be able to manage the international staff and I think Governor Murphy said, usually you know, has a very diversity profile, and that's important. You have respect to everyone's different background and different opinion. I think a lot of Taiwanese founder if they want to venture to the u s that's something they need to keep in mind when they run the company decision making process.
0: I'm gonna sound like I'm defending California, which obviously <laughs> that's not my job. Uh, but California, to its credit, shares. Uh, overwhelmingly the values that New Jersey shares. I think we go toe-to-toe with California. We do very well. And we're spending a lot of time back to generative AI. We're spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to build the East Coast alternative to what is in the Bay Area. But for folks out there, I'm now going to take a shot at a couple of states. There are states out there that are visiting Asia, that are trying to attract talent and startups that do not have good values. Let's just say it clearly, Texas and Florida Are two states where it's very hard if you're an immigrant, if you're not an American, if you care about women's reproductive freedom and health care, if you care about teaching the full history of our country, including slavery and all the legacy associated with that, if you believe climate change is real. Neither of those states and sadly many others don't share any of those values. Far more important than California or New Jersey, which are both high value states, high value in the sense of Standing for the right things, don't get sucked into some glitzy pitch and then find yourself in a state where international folks aren't welcomed, where if a girl or woman has a health care matter that they can't get the right level of attention and professionalism, where guns are proliferated, where voting rights are restricted, where if you're gay or lesbian or trans, where your rights are not protected, where people don't care about climate change sadly as an american i say there are many states right now where all of what i've just said is true so that's one important point be careful which american state you choose to plant your flag i think we will choose new jersey i appreciate (laughs) it
2: and you also mentioned uh new jersey is setting up that office in taiwan and what could it make a difference
0: well i think listen if the if the uh, if you've got a choice to get on United Airlines fly through San Francisco, go to Newark Airport, and then kick the tires in New Jersey versus driving down the street and having someone sitting across the table from you, at least as a first pass meeting, it's just a heck of a lot easier. It's smarter. Now, we don't do this everywhere. I think this is our fifth in the globe, which means we don't do this often. But we do it when we believe usually the following two items are true. One is the domestic market in which we're planting that flag, we're opening that office, is a deep enough market with enough potential. In other words, if we just had Taiwan opportunity, having an office in Taipei would be sufficient. But secondly, and the second characteristic is also true here, we're going to use this to cover the Asia-Pacific region. And I think that'll be a game changer for New Jersey.
2: Okay, thank our honorable guests, Gunnar Murphy and Kathy for coming to Taiwan all the way from New Jersey. And thank you for coming to the show.
1: Star Island Taiwan podcast updates bi-weekly, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for the latest in tech trends, innovations, and inspiring stories.